This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 97 is going to be from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. We have to present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. This is acceptable to God. Nothing less is going to be acceptable to God. And we need to remember that we cannot be godly by being worldly. This is our reasonable service. When we present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world. You see, we cannot be conformed to this world. If we look like the world, we're going to be like the world. And so we have to be conformed to God's standards by transforming our minds, by renewing our minds, by allowing Christ's mind to be in ours, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. This is done so that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. We cannot be conformed to the world. The way to become godly is not looking like the world. It's not conforming to the world's standards. It's being like God and looking like God. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, it says, Be imitators of God as dear, beloved children. We cannot be godly and look like the world and imitate the world. We have to be imitators of God in what he wants us to be. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 11, the Bible says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor exhorters will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of God. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. In verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? If we are imitating unrighteous behavior and not godly behavior, then we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, <clears throat> neither fornicators. If we look like the world in fornication, and the world is carried away with fornication, living together before marriage, and fornicating, having sexual relations before marriage, the world says it's perfectly okay. Matter of fact, you've got to live together in order to see if you're compatible. 
But God says, if you look like a fornicator, if you're acting like the world, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. If you're an idolater, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And that's if you put anything above God. If you look like the world, placing many things above God and doing many things first before serving God, then you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. If you're an adulterer, a homosexual, a sodomite, thief, thief, if you're covetous, if you're a drunkard, revilers, exhorters, none of these things, which all look like the world, all of these things are being conformed to the world's standards. The world says all of these are perfectly okay. There's no God, and so there's no rules by which govern the world. And so if you're a thief... You know, there's no God. You're going to be okay. Thieve and steal and do the best you can to have a good life here. But God says if you look like the world, if you're being conformed to the world's standards, then you're not being transformed by my standards, and you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Nor covetousness, if you're coveting after other things. And we can do this in many ways today. If we see what our brother has and we just want to go and work and work and work until we have what our brother has, then we're coveting his things. If we're a drunkard, and by the way, being a drunkard is not exactly the same thing as what the world thinks it is. The word here is methusos in the Greek, and it means to begin to be softened. If you're beginning to be softened, then you're a drunkard. From the very first drink you take, you are one drink drunk. Alcohol is condemned in the scriptures. And thus, if you are looking like the world saying, well, alcohol is perfectly okay and we can do this, then you're conforming to the world's standards and not to God's standards. Now, that's another topic for another day that we will dive deeper into it. If we're a reviler, if we're getting angry at every little thing, an exhorter, none of these things are going to inherit the kingdom of God. They're all being conformed to the world standards and not being transformed by God's standards. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 17, the Bible says, <coughs> Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Baal? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. In verse 14 of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And so we're not to be together with unbelievers, and then it gives us some reasons for it. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, with the person that is doing his best to follow God's law, and the person that is sinning? Sin is lawlessness. And so the man of God is not to be unequally yoked together with them. Now, this does not mean that they are not an acquaintance and that we can't help them come to God, but that it means that we're not yoked together with them in friendship. And what communion has light with darkness? God is light. And Satan is darkness, and so there is no communication between them. 
God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belia? Belia was a god, and so this is talking about idol worship. What accord has Christ with this un, this god that's not real, this god that has no power, whereas Christ is God. John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You see, Christ has no communion. He's not like this God, this false God. He simply is God, and there is only one God. So what accord has Christ with this false God? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. We cannot become God's people by being a part of lawlessness or walking in darkness or being a part of a false God. We have to believe we can't be a part of God and be an unbeliever. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. All these things here are worldly. Lawlessness is worldly. Darkness is worldly. Belia is worldly. An unbeliever is worldly. Idols are worldly. And we have to be godly. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 8, the Bible says, And why not say, let us do evil that good may come, as we are slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, their condemnation is just. You see, we cannot do evil that good may come. We cannot be ungodly to be godly. This is also talking about those little white lies that we tell people in order to not hurt people. You see, we cannot tell a lie which is against God and do godly things. It's just simply not possible. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. We are to stay away from the world. We are not to be conformed to the world. We are not to love the world. And yet we still we live like worldly people and expect to be godly. We've got to be spiritual people in order to be godly people. And why not say, let us do evil, that good may come? It just doesn't work that way. We can never do evil, that good may come. Good only comes from good. A good tree only produces good fruit. A bad tree only produces bad fruit. A bad tree cannot produce good fruit, and a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Read Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 uh, verses 20 through 23, and you'll see that a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. They're opposites of each other, and so is being ungodly and godly. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. Worldly is the opposite of godly. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 24, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is being worldly. First John chapter 2 and verses 
uh, 15 and following, love not the world nor the things that are in the world. world. For all that is of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust thereof. And so we see, I say then in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Loving the world and fulfilling the lust of the flesh is not walking in the Spirit. God's people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. You cannot fulfill the lust of the flesh, which is a worldly aspiration, and walk in the Spirit. Verse 17, for the flesh lust against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revivalries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so we see if you're practicing any of the works of the flesh— And he gives a list, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revivalries, and the like. Anything like that, of which I tell you before, just as I told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You do not become godly by being worldly. But then he goes on in verse 22 to tell us how to be godly. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You see, if you have the fruit of the Spirit in your life, then you are not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. If you have the lust of the flesh in your life, which are worldly things, then you are not walking in the Spirit, which is a godly thing. If you have the fruit of the Spirit, you're walking in godly things. If you have the lust of the flesh, you're walking in worldly things. You only become godly by having the fruit of the Spirit in your life, not the works of the flesh. But so many people today claim to be Christian, but they still show forth works of the flesh in some shape, form, or fashion, and they expect to grow more godly. But you're only going to grow godly when you do not walk in the lust of of the flesh, when you do not walk in worldly things, when you're walking in godly things, then you're going to become more godly. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And so we find if we're going to be godly, we've got to meditate on the things that are godly. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. But if we're not meditating on those things, then we're fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Then we're fulfilling worldly things. Godly people need to remember that a person does not become godly by being worldly. We've got to be transformed by godly things in order to become godly. 
So, as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.